Hello, and welcome to my podcast. This is Renee. Please take a moment to visit my website at www.reneesjackson.com. And again, I say if you are in a domestic violence relationship or marriage, I pray to God that you will ask him to guide you out safely. Although my podcast has been wrapped up, I still talk or say things to those who are listening to me. Today I remember my mother. 19 years ago, I'm thankful that God has her. Even though the way she died, I believe, was an accident. It's been a long time since my mother passed, but she's still in my mind as well as my heart. I still see people walking around or saying comments like, I blame my parents for this, I blame my parents for that. When I think about how I grew up, I could have blamed my mom for us being poor. I could have blamed my mom for us not having a Christmas tree a presence to go underneath. I could have blamed my mom for putting me in a school that I didn't even know was a school and it terrified me because she never explained to me why she took us there. I could be angry and upset that I still don't know who my dad is and blame my mom for that. But I don't. I could blame my mom and stuff for separating us from family members on her mom's side as well as her dad's side, which was my grandmother, my grandfather. But after so many years of trying to contact these people that are related to us and wanting no part of us, I don't know what happened between my mom and her family, but I'm thankful to God that I didn't know them. And it's a shame to say that because it, it, it felt good at the time to say grandfather, grandpa, grandmother, grandma, even big mama. And I felt like at that time we were loved as kids. But I guess being separated from the family that loved was no longer there. My mom used to get down on her knees. I used to watch her all times at night. And, (coughs) excuse me, I didn't know what she was saying because she would always just move her mouth. And she would tap lightly at her eyes and her eyes would squeeze real tight, shut. But she was praying. What she was praying for, I'll never know. But when I saw my mom get down on her knees, I wondered why she got down on her knees and why she prayed like she prayed, even though I couldn't hear what she was praying. I just knew my mother couldn't read or write. My mother wasn't the best dresser. My mother didn't have the best house, never knew how to drive, never even learned how to ride a bicycle. Used to go to the zoo and my mom always had a tablet and pen with her. 
and an animal that she was interested in, she would write down whatever it was they were saying about this animal for someone that couldn't read or write. When my mom took me to school and I finally learned what a school was and that learning and being educated was something I actually really thank God that she took me to that school to learn what I needed to learn. I I tried to teach my mom and she said, no, I'm too old to learn. I don't want to learn this. I don't want to learn that. And even though I was a little bit persistent being a young girl, I still tried. And then I gave up when my mom got upset. She had come to the point where she education and learning anything didn't matter to her anymore. But she was very good at math. (laughs) Mama knew how to count some money. But I remember her today for the love I still have for my mom in my heart. And I don't blame her for anything. I actually thank God that she woke us up early in the morning to go pick up aluminum cans on the ground trying to earn a living to take care of three daughters. And when she did, she didn't have much when she sold those cans. But every time we had a birthday, we would get like $5, a cake, ice cream, and she would take us to the movies. My mother did the best that she could raising us. And I'm thankful to God that she didn't get rid of us. She didn't have us aborted. She didn't put us out on the street. Like I heard some family members where their parents put them out there on the street to sell their bodies. My mother was sort of strong-minded. Never allowed anyone to raise the village of her own children. My mom decided to do that on her own. And if you had a problem with us, you had to go to our mother. (laughs) She was not going to let somebody else hit us or harm us. And for that, I'm thankful to God for. I love you, Mom. You'll always be in my heart. And I'm thankful to God that you are in me. You're in my grandkids. And you've allowed us from our past to be tougher and stronger than when we grew up. So sometimes our circumstances can change us for the better. And I'm thankful to God for that. So for those of you that may have something against your parents, whether adopted or not, if they are doing the best that they can for you, I pray to God, you will acknowledge that. That they did the best that they could with the resources that they had. Maybe it was a lot. Maybe it wasn't. But if you remember the love and the care, even the discipline to teach us where we should go and how we should live. And going back on my past, when I was a little girl, we had beds on the floor. We had no furniture. We had clothes in boxes. And when we finally did get furniture, it wasn't, I guess what I would say, the best of furniture, but it was.
for those that still have their parents. That's still here. Thank God for them. Because my mom was my only parent. And when God took her home, I was lost. I cried and I couldn't stop crying. And I didn't know what else to do. But God had to remind me that I'm also a mother. And I have to raise my kids. And be there for them. But that doesn't mean I forget my mother. But I still question and ask God, why? Being she was my only parent, why did you take her? And what he did and what he showed me was one of the most miraculous things I could ever, ever imagine God doing at that time answering my prayer. My book, Shirley, tells my story. And I did a dedication to my mother towards the end of the book. If you read it already, you know how God miraculously let me know my mother was okay. That was the only thing that really made me move forward and take care of me and my family. Blaming is something that I never even thought of doing with my mom. I could never be angry with somebody that I love that much. And still love even up to this day now. I'm 19 years older since she passed. But I thank God he's built a legacy. From where my mom couldn't read or write, he sent me to school. He allowed me to send my children to school. And my children are sending their grandchildren, my grandchildren, to school. And I'm praying for this up to so many generations that we not only learn how we grew up, but to be better than the way we started. To move forward. To be happy. To do the very best that we can as parents and grandparents. To love them, to care for them, and to be honest and truthful with them. Maybe that was the reason why my mother never told me who my dad was. And it was probably for my best entrance. And in all this time, I always ask God, I say, God, will I ever meet my father? Will I ever know who he is? Will he ever search for me? Will he ever find me? At my age now, I'm pretty sure I guess not. But I'm so grateful and thankful that I have the best father in the world. And that's God himself. The God that protects me and my children and my grandchildren. Watches over us. Wakes us up. Give us traveling grace. Protect us from things we can see and things we cannot see. A God who saved me from domestic violence. A God that knew that I was going to be in it for 16 years. And he knew the day he was going to rescue me. But he was already rescuing me. I just didn't see it at the time. And still hung on to something that was hurting me. God's decision is the best decision. I hold on to him. 
and I'm not going to ever let him go.